This episode of the Round 6 Podcast is brought to you by Trailer Tug, the world's strongest trailer dolly. Learn more at TrailerTug.com. It's the Round 6 Podcast, a weekly roundtable discussion featuring a variety of automotive subjects, interviews, special guests, and stories. Hosted by the Round 6 Gearheads, Brian Stubsky, Alex Welsh, and Brad King. On episode 69, we have Sean Taylor from M2 Machines, who was kind enough to send all three of us a nice little gift bag of uh, some really cool collectible cars. And uh, we feel like a bunch of little kids at Christmas time. Anyway, check it out. Welcome to the Round 6 Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Brad. I'm Alex. And I'm Sean. Hey, and here we are. It is, uh, what is this episode? Oh, I love this. Episode 69. And uh, joining <laughs> us here is... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a mature episode, kids. Uh, <laughs> joining us on uh, this fabulous episode is uh, is our good friend, Sean Taylor, who is the Vice President of Production Development at M2 Machines. Welcome, sir. Oh, thank you so much. Excited to be here, guys. Thank you. Thanks. It's cool. We're literally we're bringing we're bringing the little cars to the big show. Or we're saying we're actually bringing a big little car company to the little show. Anyway, either way, it's it's all a scale thing, I guess. You're getting paid scale. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh come on though. They offer num- they offer a number of scales though. This could be it's gonna work out in his favor. <laughs> How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you. Awesome, man. I, I know uh, off air we were we were discussing. Uh, you you've got quite a, a few cons coming up. That sounds really bad. You've got a few cons <laughs> coming. Who, who are you planning out of fleecing this week? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I could get away with. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I I do what I can to try to promote the brand. I mean, you know. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we, my wife and I took a road trip up north uh, to uh, like a, uh, up in um, Modesto, San Jose area and stuff and uh, did a little sh- uh, little show there on, even on a Saturday night. It wasn't a big thing. A friend of mine, uh, CJ, he puts on a show, a couple of like bigger conventions up in Vegas, and I usually attend those, and he has a little storefront. And you know, it was just a Saturday night thing, and the wife and I were like, let's take a road trip, you know? head up there and then head back down on the coast, uh, down the, you know, down by, uh, what is that? The, you know, Hearst Castle and San Simeon. I mean, it's just so gorgeous, you know, you know, I do that. And I, we have, we have that convention in Vegas, usually in February. I've gone a couple of times to Mexico city to promote the brand. Um, you know, whatever it takes, man, I, I, I don't want the real job. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, I, I got to ask this. I really want to dig into the meat of this thing, but I got to ask you, what is the weirdest name for a con that you have ever attended? That's really put you on. And then I don't want to have it be one of the things where you get in trouble if you're like, I can yeah. never go back to PandaCon. <laughs> no. I mean, you know, the, the, the names change, you know. There was a, you know, at the beginning it was called Diecast Space. It was a, a play on, uh, what was it, back in the day, MySpace. You know, oh, right on. Uh, oh, my God. I remember that from the MySpace days. I, yeah. yeah I, I was a fan. You know, so it was, it was called Diecast Space. So that was the name of the show. Then, you know, there's always – even if it's the same show, sometimes they'll change it and stuff. 
and they'll simply be, you know, die cash show, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's simp as simple as that, you know? So it's just, you know, and that's the cool thing. You know, I, I get to go hang out and talk cars with, you know, these collectors and stuff and, you know, uh, just sh talk shop and stuff and, you know, and it's a lot easier, you know, because I, I, I don't have time any longer to get, get on the keyboard and defend everything we do on the message boards and stuff. And, you know, because you answer one guy and 10 minutes later, the same question pops up and it's just like, it's no, you know, it's Don Quixote, man. We're chasing windmills, you know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, and it, what's kind of cool, we build up such a, a good rapport with our hardcore collectors. Um, it's funny, like. I personally, I've turned off my uh, my social media uh, uh, notifications like like three or four years ago, so I I don't stay on top of stuff because it was just getting so out of hand and stuff. And then, you know, you're getting older guys fighting over little toy cars and calling each other names and stuff. And I'm going to kill you. You know, I'm going to kill you first. And I mean, seriously, in all seriousness, you know, my wife. My wife loves the drama, you know, she'll be on the board and she's like, oh, do you know what they're fighting about now? And I'm like, no, babe, absolutely no idea because I don't care. <laughs> you know, I, I, need, I need to stay out of it. I need to be Switzerland, you know, yeah. but then she'll say, oh, yeah, but they're, they're all, all the, all the M2 guys are, are, you know, protecting you and stuff and standing up for you. I go, right on, you know, <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, it, it's, it's so crazy. It's supposed to be a fun hobby, you know, and then there's all these like message boards or Facebook groups or, and Instagram stuff. And then people just get kicked out and banned. And it's just, it just snowballs out of control sometimes. And you're just like, dudes, this is just little toy cars. We're not, we're not doing, you know, major things here, you know. We're not curing diseases or anything. This is a hobby, fellas. Well, you it's know? good to have passion, you know, but yeah, yeah. I guess about, yeah, that that really bleeds into uh oh, well, what if it turns out that your wife is just in there stirring the pot? Yeah, she's like the phantom poster oh, that, that's getting everybody spun up. Oh, that would be awesome. She's got a separate <laughs> account, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You stumble onto some hidden file on our computer, and it's nothing but screen names and passwords. <laughs> she, she's trashing me. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> You're diecast devil forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, sounds like a Jerry Springer episode or something. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. Wanted in six states. That'd be great. <laughs> Oh my God. Your wife is trolling you. What do you say about that? <laughs> it's amazing. Although, People get so bent out of shape on stuff. I mean, it's 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 like, dudes, if you like it, awesome. If not, eh, just keep moving on, you know? Just keep moving on. <laughs> right on. It's, oh, my God. Yeah, I guess it's like that with anything. But I can imagine, though, because now you're taking you're taking cars, which people get passionate over. I mean, Al, even this past week, uh, I know you had mentioned tar turning off your, your social media alerts. I haven't had mine on in years, but I made the mistake on Sunday of looking in and going, wow, my entire feed is now full of all these car design experts who are redesigning the new Corvette. Oh, I saw that this morning. I saw your post. Man. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Photoshopping this, tweaking that. It would have been so much better this way. Oh. Right. All the Monday morning people in and that's it, again, it's a good sign because people are still passionate about that kind of thing. 
But again, oh man, I mean, so like for you guys, what do you do? I mean, do you capitalize on the new Corvette? Do you run right out and, you know, grab licensing on that? Well, Which like is a I'm, whole other thing I want to talk to you about. It's oh, no, point. yeah, we'll go through the steps. But but something like that doesn't fit our niche right now. We, we're mainly classics. Like like I was right now, I guess the new Chevy truck is our, our newest casting, the, the new square body truck that just is just coming out. Right. We do, oh. we do nothing, you know, uh, past the, you know, early 70s. You know, before our newest car was a 71 Charger. You know, we just kind of like the classics, you know, kind of like the late 40s and 50s cars to the muscle cars and stuff and, you know, those type of cars and trucks. And that's where we kind of stay in, you know, just the kind of the cool stuff, man, you know? Yeah. So we are venturing into getting a little newer and stuff, but not quite that new. Although I do like it. I'd like to see it in person at some point, the new vet. But uh, right now it doesn't fit like in our portfolio and stuff like we're kind of a niche die cast you know we we don't do as many you know like you know new castings per year because our our castings are, are different from everybody else in our segment you know you got like the 99 cent hot wheels and uh, matchbox then you got to kind of have a, a, another tier you know like even even hot wheels will have some you know three or four dollar cars and stuff and we have like an entry level line our driver's line which is you know little less features but a lot more than anybody else, you know, like like yeah. our drivers. I think I sent you guys some of those samples. They're the ones yeah. on the cardboard um, backing, right. and those are a little yeah. more of our entry level cars. They they still have most for the most part separate chrome bumpers. They some of them have separate headlights. They have a lot. They you know they don't have opening doors, no opening hoods, but they have a lot of detail for what they are, and they're a great value. Then you get into our higher, our premium sixty four scale. And those have all the bells and whistles, all the extra parts, and they're roughly on average about 40 to 42 pieces, depending on the casting. And you get, you know, you also get a collector, um, a base plate that the car sits on, and you get an acrylic case. And you know, basically for around six bucks at Walmart, you know, six seven bucks, it's we're competing against guys who don't give you that the the, the case and the uh, the acrylic case and the base plate, and their cars are riveted together. And you have half the pieces, but yet that's the same price as ours. So we, our castings, our molds and tooling are uh, cost us more because we have all these different parts and pieces. I don't know if you, how far you want to get into it right now, but just like, for example, like a muscle car, say a 70 Chevelle. Everybody knows what a 70 Chevelle looks like. We have, you know, if we do it like everybody else, but we also have different parts and pieces. Uh, we have like the interior, for example. Everything you buy 70 Chevelle out there from model kit to different scales of cars, they always come standard bucket seats and console. Not every 70 Chevelle came that way. So we, I, I, have, I have a bench seat that I could put in the thing. That's mm -hmm. how they came. You know, they have all That's these different awesome. options. That's cool. You know? I like that. Um, you know, like, like some of our cars, you know, like even um, 67 Camaro, uh, I have a bench seat for that. When was the last time you seen a bench seat in a 67 they're, Camaro? They're rare. They're yeah. super rare. I love I, them too. I think that's a cool. I think they're so cool. They got the fold down armrest. That is a cool seat. Oh, you know, yeah. You know, and you know, I even make a, we even make a, a straight six cylinder for that car. You know, and stuff. Because let's face it, most of the cars, <laughs> most of those muscle cars were secretary cars. You know, 
not everything was a big block super sport or hemi car or a side oiler you know every they were mostly secretary cars man they were they were just regular mustang camaros and stuff (laughs) with you know the six cylinder and stuff so we do that you know because that's how they came i've got the 67 acadian that you sent me and what i like about this one it's actually got a vinyl top on it yeah, yeah. That yeah. is cool, man. You don't won't you won't see that on any 164 or anything, you know. And it's got a vinyl top on. I'm not a vinyl top fan, but I love that feature on this car. I think it is so cool. Yeah, you know, and that's the whole thing. But by the time you you get one car, you know, that car depending on the year, you know, you have let's just say a dozen different paint colors. Then you throw in the vinyl tops. You know, they could be you know white, black green tan you know blue maybe and then you throw in the different color interiors not everything's black you know there's red blue gold you know black and white interior and then you throw in the hubcaps and stuff and then the different options of those models and you could you know you you just have a a ton of different variations you know and then you got special order paints you got stripe delete you got you know all these different things and stuff that you could throw on these cars with the same basic car, and then that's that's kind of my job is to kind of plan that out. Like when I'm working on these these models, when I'm I'm specking everything out, you know, I kind of take, hey, we're going to do this, this, and this. And sometimes, you know, I I like I like to have that ace up a sleeve and um, not put it out at the beginning. I like to you know I'll even give it a couple years, and then I'll pull this out and like ah oh, yeah this is coming. You know, and then uh, like for example, I um, I have uh, I think I've heard somebody said they have a second gen Camaro. I do, yeah, I, I've got it. I've uh, got the Goodyear car. Okay, on that one, we we make um, when I was specking that out, we came out with that one when it was uh, twenty seventeen. Because oh, that's right, we get, we got it out in time for the fiftieth anniversary of the Camaro. Mm-hmm. So we got that Camaro out. And now I'm working on some parts and pieces that probably, hopefully, comes out this this year. But I don't know if you guys remember that that special Hearst, uh, what was it called, the the Sunshine Camaro, the one oh, with the pullback right. vinyl top, that bright yellow. Right, one. right. Yeah, there was like three of them made, and Chevy didn't decided not to go with it. And so there's like one survivor known, or something oh. like that. And so when I had the uh, that, that tooling spec'd up for the 70 to 72 uh, Camaros, I made sure, you know, we're doing the standard nose, the RS nose. We're doing the, you know, no spoiler option on the rear. We could do the short spoiler option. We could do the long spoiler option. We, you know, made sure I got the bucket seats right, for, you know, the high backs for 71 and 2, but then that little short back bucket for 70 and a half. 70, right. You know, and so also I threw on... In the tooling, I had the factory make me a little plastic cover so we could glue, uh, drill a hole and glue on top of the roof of that Camaro and make it look like you know the closed version of that pullback ragtop. And then uh, we'll, we're going to paint that thing now. Hopefully this year, I think it's going to come out and we'll we'll put the, all the Hearst stuff on it and stuff and put a little blurb and what it is and put it out. And it's been you know a couple years, but you know I've been kind of sitting on that. You know I like to have that little thing. You know, like, okay, I, I, I'll bring this out now. <laughs> That's awesome. You, dude, you are the Willy Wonka for us big kids. <laughs> yeah. You really are. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, you know, like, I, I kind of tell people, too. I kind of make these things for myself. 
I kind of want to see, like, if I was the guy going to, you know, walking through the toy store or Walmart or wherever, and like look on the pegs, and I, I want to see what, you know, what I would buy, you know, like, you know, what would what would it take for me to buy a a, a car off the rack? So I want to see as much detail and everything. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, you know, my my growing up, you know, my dad, he's he's an uh, automotive mechanic. So, you know, we grew up around old cars all the time and stuff, and it was just, you know, it's in the DNA. I, you know, I've always hung out with him. You know, I went all the time to, you know, swamp meets, junkyards, drag races, you know. And then when I got to a certain age, I just went to the shop with him, you know, from, um, every, all the, you know, from summer school to Christmas vacation, Easter vacation, days off. I'd go at the shop and help him and stuff, sweep up, wash tools. You know, go on service calls with them and stuff. And, you know, it's just, you know, back then, you know, you still go to the junkyard and there were still cool cars, you know. That was so cool, you know. You could tell the ones that had the hard life and some like, whoa, why in the heck is this thing in here? This yeah. should be out there. And it's just now you're like, Eek. <laughs> yeah, everything's plastic. I love the fact that somebody somebody ruined you at a young age. I mean, just ruined you. <laughs> there was no going back. You were you were screwed. Well, that's the thing. You know, I grew up playing with the you know the, the Hot Wheels, building all the model kits and stuff. You know, the world was so much bigger back then. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sure. Yeah. You know, so it was just you know there's lots of cool stuff back then. You know, that's what I try to put into these cars. You know, just. You know, as much as as much detail as we can, and you know, I love digging up you know these nuggets. Like, I got tons of magazines and books in my office, and when I scan through them, you know, I see something, I'll put a little, you know, a little post-it note, mark this, or some, and some, you know, and I'll, I'll even if it's something really good, I'll, I'll photocopy and tape it to the wall. You know, if I see something online, I'll take a screenshot. You know, I'll, I'll just go, you know, oh, wow, I could turn that into something, you know. We'll, we'll get kind of get into that, too. We'll have to, we'll have to do a whole separate series where we just start rattling off bizarre options. We're like, okay, we got to do mod tops. we got to do uh, yeah. uh, the, the liquid uh, tire chain. you got to put that up in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, yes. Yeah, those little the diffusers for that. Up yeah, in the it would actually walls. have, you know, some, you know, you know, don't point this at your face, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever had a, a situation? Have you guys had a car yet that's been subject to like a recall? Where and I don't mean that in a negative sense. I mean like okay, like with Star Wars figures, you've got the the you know the mythical Boba Fett figure that would launch the rocket out of the back. Have you guys ever had a car where it's like, hey, we we well we came up with a Pinto that exploded? Yeah, yeah we've had a a couple of run-ins with that. Um, the licensors tend to get a little crazy. I think about 2014, 2015, we came out with a, a 68 Mustang uh, fastback, but we did it pro touring style. So it was a little 64 scale, and it had a you know a Coyote engine in it, you know, um, big rims, oversized rims and tires on it, and all done up. And I, I went, I you know, there was no real hiding it. You know, I was kind of paying tribute to the Golf livery, but you know. I was using a couple of different shades of blue and orange and I didn't put, you know, the logo and everything. I kind of made it, you know, a kind of a tribute, but then I put, you know, other logos and everything. And the Ford, the Ford licensor 
um, just kind of like once it got down the line, so you don't you know have the golf you know license and stuff. Well, so, well, they don't own blue and orange guys. You know, yeah. that's we fought with them, and the the cars actually came, and then we actually had to send them in the warehouse for a little bit. So Man. those kind of stayed, and then we kind of came kind of a little bit of lore of them too. Yeah. So I made sure I had a couple for me, <laughs> just, in case, <laughs> just in case they didn't get out. And yeah. Um, yeah. but what happened eventually, Ford, like all these, like when we talk about the when we if we ever get back on a straight and narrow road here, um, I'll talk more about licensing and how that works for us. But um, they uh, they changed their agency, their representation from Ford to us. Uh, with us and uh, so we uh put it through like it was kind of a newer thing and uh, with a new person that's snuck right through went to the shelves we sold it <laughs> awesome that's cool <laughs> so you gotta that's do what cool. you gotta do man <laughs> so we could feed the legend tonight we just you know throwing out there and be like well there's this one car and everybody's scrounging through all their collections looking yeah. for it yeah breaking into walmart <laughs> oh no, there's well, there's actually a couple like that. Like um, like you, you'll have to ask Carson about it because we did a, a foos hauler a couple years ago. We we did a foos hauler, but then we did a special batch of only I think it was 36, 36 piece run. They were all raw, meaning that there was no paint on the bodies of the of the truck. And, and um, I'm trying to think of the car. I think it always oh, his Overlord uh, 56 Ford truck. So it was, they were all raw, bare metal. We put all the graphics on, and then we threw a clear coat on it so that the, the metal went rust and, and um, you know, get kind of dingy looking and stuff. So we did that, and we put a special sticker, and we took Foose. We gave him half the run of 18. We kept the other half of 18. We, we had him sign ours, and, of course, we have to give out, you know, our licensing samples and stuff. But we, I think we put six out in the wild. So six of these things went. A couple went to Walmart. A couple went to Hobby Lobby. A couple went to Toys R Us, and uh, it took a little bit. I think I don't think all of them have been accounted for. A couple of them, people have gotten them from Foos, but the ones from us, um, some people just got lucky and found them in the stores, and uh, they. Uh, I think the highest one is sold for twenty three hundred. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Whoa, that's a that's a pretty sweet return on investment. <laughs> oh yeah, I had. I wonder a... how many I wonder how many people looked at that in the store and went, uh, <laughs> that thing's got no paint. Ugh. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I want a shiny one and then go right past it, not realizing that what they had was so uh, rare. But speaking of paint, I've got to say, your your finish on these cars is unbelievable. I am holding the, he sent me a 53 Crestline, a Ford, and, ah, uh, A, I love these cars to begin with. This is such cool lines. And this thing, beyond the detail, man, I, I don't want to get this into, like, a whole, you know, it's it's unboxing with Brian. But <laughs> this thing, uh, I, okay, I'm blown away by this. It's like I said, the finish is unbelievable. The glass is super clear. The vent windows and the doors are just Super badass. I mean, you guys nailed. There, there's not a detail on this thing you guys didn't hit. But what gets me the most is having done Tampo for a couple of lines in my life. The precision that you guys hit on this stuff is unreal. You know, the factory, I, I just got to say, you know, I love the factories we work with. I mean, they just keep doing everything I ask. And, you know, it's production. So 
you know, is something going to get messed up along the line? Hell yeah, it's production. You know, something's got to, you know, every now and then something gets missed and, you know, hey, whatever, you roll with it. But for the most part, you know, I keep, like, I think I sent you also the Moon Eyes uh, 57 Chevy with the flames. Yes, yes you sir. did. And that yeah. is the yeah. detail on that thing. You know, when I lay out the flames, I, I, I just go in there and I kept on getting a little thinner and a little thinner because, because, you know, the pinstripe, it's very important to pinstripe flames. You know, you got to frame those things. You know, I look at other, I take my flames, you know, and this is no joke. I take my flames super serious for the 57 Chevy, uh, Bel Air Tudor hardtop alone. I got three different styles of flames. I've got this custom style, kind of, you know, old school style. I've got a, a more traditional style flame, you know, kind of 70s, 80s style. And then I have like more of a modern, like that double flame style that's, that's kind of popular, you know, more recently. Kind of, you got one style flames, but then the, 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 uh, the main body color comes back with flames over that, you know. So I have like three styles of flames. And, you know, I'll say it, man, our, our, our flames are the best out there. You know, I look at other guys' flames, and I'm just I'm like, dude, that's a joke. You know, <laughs> I look like lobster I, I, claws. Dude, no, yeah. I mean, you know, a couple of them are getting a little bit better here and there, but for the most part, you know, I'm like, dude, oh man, your flames suck. Hey, you know? And um, you know, it, it's it's a thing for me. I mean, I you know, I. You know, I wake up and just like, hey, I'm, I'm going to kick everybody else's butt now. That's what gets me out in the morning, I, I, you know, because it's, you know, my stuff that's getting out there every day, you know, that's going to the shelves and stuff. And I'm put, I want to make sure I put out my best. And that, that's, that's, that's the motivation I have is, is, you know, just get the best product out there that we can and the rest should follow. Right on. And you guys definitely, man, you guys hammer these things. Yeah. Well, and even the tires. You'll see the tires, you know, um, like our 50s cars, that, that, that uh, 53 Ford that you have, that has a, about a millimeter thinner tire than the muscle cars. You know, the muscle cars have, you know, that little hill fit thicker tire on them, you know, that's tire technology developed and stuff. And that's a big thing. You know, you look at some of these other brands, my gosh, you know, the, it looks like the front end's tubbed. You know, they got these huge tires. <laughs> There's no, there's no room for the engine up front, man. If that thing was a one-to-one, you couldn't steer the damn thing, you know? It's exactly. like, you know? And it's like, dudes, what are you guys doing? You know? And that's like when we do a Pro Street tire, you know? We have a skinnies up front, and then I have big Pro Street meats in the back. You know? That's how it is, man. You know? And so it's just, you know, I like, you know, I want to make sure all the details are covered with our stuff, you know? Like, you know, like with licensing. You know, we work with Scott over at Team Three Wheels a lot. And, you know, mm. we do his wheels with you know him. You know, we do the the traditional five spoke classics and uh, you know the drag masters and the fuelers and stuff. And um, even on our twenty four, you guys you guys might have it on your twenty fours. Even on the cap, I made sure that they put ET wheels on the cap and oh, stuff. Yeah. And you know, the sixty four scale, you're just not going to see it. But like on the bigger scale, there should be an ET on some of those wheels and stuff. Even on the Volkswagen, like I don't know if I gave you guys any of the custom ones. Like we do a, you know, the wide five pattern on the bugs and yep. the buses. You know, they're yep. not the regular. You know, right. the rims look the same, 
but you know, you really look down on that 64 and you're like, Oh, they got the wide pattern on it. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and bugs is another thing, you know, you look at or bugs or buses in general, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Volkswagen guy, but I started going to shows and stuff and di digging in all this stuff and research and research, you know, and I look at the other guys is, you know, they don't even put a year on their cars because it's a Frankenstein, man. It's got, you know, yeah. different bits and pieces. And like us, I, I, you know, I try to nail down a year, man. This is the turn signals over here. This is a European spec. This is a U.S. spec. Like on our buses and bikes, I have both sets of bumpers. I have the, the regular bumpers that, that for Germany. And then I got the U.S. specs with the bumper guards. Like those are going to protect the anything. You know, both dashes on the thing, on those bugs. I could throw a, a right-hand drive, a left-hand drive. You know, so, you know, this stuff, I, you know, I, I eat this stuff up. I, I love the fact that you get the details. There's a guy that works yep. for a, a shop that sells car stuff, but he knows cars. This is, you're, you're kind of a rarity, man. I got to be honest right. with you. There's a lot of car companies out there, car, car parts, whatever. And the people don't, they're just, they're just the face selling parts. They don't, they don't get the car stuff. And you get all the details. I mean, you're looking at bolt yep. patterns for bugs. Dude, you're paying attention to the detail stuff. Yep. Oh yeah. You know, and, and, you know, we work with people in other companies with licensing and stuff. If they're from a major manufacturer and I get it, it can't be too hard because it's somebody's nine to five. Not everybody's as passionate, you know, they're not as lucky to be working on some of the, you know, on something that they really enjoy. There are some people and, you know, like our, my Dodge licensing guy, Jim Burr, I love the guy to death. You know, he's a Dodge guy and, but he gets it, you know, he just wants to see product and, and stuff. And he, you know, we start talking, you know, cars and stuff and it's like, dude, we got to do this. Oh, that would be so awesome. You know? <laughs> and it's just not like, you know, like, eh, 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 I try to, you know, not to be mean or anything on other people. Hey, if it's their nine to five gig, hey, just do the best you can and, you know, do your job, you know, that's all. But, you know, it's when you find somebody who's, you know, passionate because, you know, this is a weird, you know, it's a hobby job. You know, it's 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 toy cars. Come on. <laughs> I've been very I've been, you know, and it's not this is not lost on me. I've held two positions of controlling two um, two die cast uh, lines, you know, in, in my you know 15 years so far. You know, I started out at Muscle Machines, the 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 funny the cars with the big blowers and the big wheels and stuff i don't know if you guys remember muscle machines from oh yeah i got yeah. three of them on my desk at work yeah so i i i was collecting and uh i was fortunate to get a job over there and um and then i'm here at uh, m2 so um yeah believe me this is not you know i i don't take anything for granted i don't i don't try to uh, uh just phone it in man you know, this is this is like a dream job, you know, and it's not lost by any means. And I, I know it's appreciated too. Well, I can tell you, all that matters is that I appreciate it. Damn it! Uh, you know. <laughs> like it was funny at uh, at the SEMA show, walking over and seeing. I mean, right there, you're in the middle of you know that that's that's real car central. Your booth was was a hive of uh, absolute excitement. You know, I know. You guys, it gets kind of crazy over there. <laughs> God, it was, it was amazing, and yeah, you guys, you guys were, what? You guys had the, uh, you had the Moon Eyes cars that you were passing around. We saw mm -hmm. those in the. Uh, we were hanging out with, uh, well, another guy who's got a car line coming out, Joe Yezzy with his Indy tribute truck. Oh yeah. We were hanging out in the Royal Purple booth, 
and uh, got a sneak peek at those cars. And those things were unreal. And the finish, and again, the detail on the paint beyond oh. anything else out there. And again, that was like these special pet projects just, you know, they, they take a, a while. And at the end, you kind of question yourself, was it worth it? <laughs> you know? And yes, it's, it was. It's, you know, just the time. We got the Square Body Syndicate line coming out shortly. They're, they're, fit, they're working on the finals right now. And I think we should have those out September or August, I think, I want to say. So very soon. Say, unless Joe changes his mind 36 times, then... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. Right? You know, it's, it's, you know, he comes out, you know, and, well, and that's the whole thing about our stuff. We try to keep it collectible. We, we do uh, little runs. So the runs, you know, anywhere from, you know, five, 6,000 to maybe 10,000 uh, per car. And then once that car is done, we try our very hardest not, never, ever to produce that car exactly the same way again. So that's why we keep our stuff collectible. Even if it's not like the super rare chase piece or super chase piece, you know, like the, you know, the, the, the really short pack stuff, just the regular cars, you know, and, and, you know, just a very, you know, you know, once we do it, that's it, you know, maybe we'll come out with it a similar, but maybe we'll change the interior color or a rim style or something, but we'll never come out with the same exact car again, just keep pumping it out, even if it was good. Like, you know, like, like one, with the square body stuff, we're only going to do it once. We maybe, you know, do something with a repaint or something, maybe add some dust or dirt to it or do something with the paint. But, you know, once they're done, that's it. Yeah, see, because like a lot of the samples you had sent over, it's great to see these. You know, you read the top, and it's like limited to 8,800 pieces worldwide. And you go, you know, you think about, okay, yeah, 8,800 sounds like a lot, but when you consider worldwide, right, that's not a heck of a lot. It's not much at all, <laughs> no, really. No, you know, yeah. not dividing a, it by all the stores that could possibly carry it. Each store is only getting a couple. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. I wonder, have you ever done a breakdown and figured out, okay, well, like, hey, you know, out in the middle of Tennessee, you know, 79 Trans Ams sell like hotcakes. <laughs> yeah, you know, we can, we we have the ability, we've been very, very fortunate with Walmart. Walmart's been very, very good to us. Um, I mean, we, we've been in the Walmart, you know, we started up M2 Machines in 2007, product came out in early 2008 and we've been very fortunate to be there from the day one with this company so you if you've got a buyer who's passionate man you guys you guys have been touched by 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 fortune and that's so good on you oh yeah i mean for the size of our company how small we are we put out a lot of product and we we you know the last i don't even know how many years we've been doing we do Walmart specials and stuff that are only found in Walmart. So it says on the packaging, only available at Walmart type of thing right on. and stuff. And yeah. that's, that is humongous for the size of our company. That's why, you know, we, we try to do our best in everything uh, that we do, man. And it shows, man, I, okay. So let's see, where am I going to go here? <laughs> I don't know if you so want to many. wrangle, <laughs> get this a little straighter. Or... Yeah, there's so many places we could go with this. Yeah. Okay, let's no. say, okay, for, for someone who's never done this before, and to me this is neat. I, I enjoy the process of this because having been involved with it, it's so neat. Um, let's go over 
from, from the basics on, because I mean, there's so many intricacies on this. Let's go over the basics on taking a car from uh, presentation through production. Okay. Um, well, you know what? Can we start at kind of the beginning of, of my, because maybe, you know, my background, I'm a graphic designer by, by trade. Yeah, why don't we, oh my God, dude, you know what? I suck as a host. No, 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 no. Believe me. I've got a short tanks and span. I've got you here, and I, what I've done is totally over. I'm like, forget the human element. Tell me about the stuff you make, man. I, oh. <laughs> the chinks in the armor of the, the whole show just came to light. It's all over. Just this part to the beginning. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay, so at the very beginning, uh, there was nothing. And uh, no. <laughs> The night you were conceived, do you know what kind of music was playing? Uh, probably Cl Credence or something. Like my my dad's <laughs> Credence. <laughs> Credence, Credence. Credence Clearwater Revival, not Creed, not 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 that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not and that. And the yet. show took an ugly turn. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So let's. Yeah. Let's. God. How do we even, dude? I apologize. I am. Uh, you kidding me? Give me a break. But, okay, yeah. I mean, so your background, obviously, you're you're creative in your endeavors. So hit me, man. Yeah, I, I you know I grew up kind of you know having an artistic ability, but I never took any. You know, I could always draw, but I never you know thought about anything much past that. Took one year of high school, you know, art class and. It was a joke. You know, everybody's in there to try to get an easy, you know, C or something just to pass, you know. And, uh, you know, teacher's like, you got to do more. And I'm like, ah, it's as easy. I don't care. So, you know, it's just, you know. And I never took it serious till after, you know, after leaving high school. That was the main thing about high school. I just knew I wanted to be somewhere else. <laughs> I wanted to be driving my Chevelle and not being stuck in class. <laughs> it would be the easy answer if you were a guidance counselor in high school. I think you know the answer to that. Where do you want to be in life? Anywhere yeah. but here. Exactly. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> but um, yeah. So you know, after you know doing some jobs and some you know taking some classes, and I was like, you know, let's try this art thing. So you know, I got into graphic design kind of in the early years of uh, the the computers when Max and Adobe started, you know, to be you know the thing. You know, I learned a lot of stuff that old school techniques that I've never, ever learned, you know, or never used on a job, you know, the old school way of you know, cutting out the old line of the type and, and the, the pictures and everything, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to be, you know, started on the computers and, uh, you know, on the first kind of wave. Yeah, I, I did. I, I just, uh, I was doing graphic design. Oh, and this will date me a little bit. My first, one of my first big jobs was uh, yellow page ads. <laughs> oh, jeez! Remember That's... when phone books were huge? Yep. Those yep. things—that was a big racket, man. Those those salesmen were driving some nice Mercedes and dang Porsches and stuff. What a racket that whole job <laughs> was, you know? I wonder well, if there's still one guy out there who's just who's keeping at it, and he's like. Yeah, son, one day you could be like me and you you too could have a nice Tercel. Well, it was <laughs> that place was so big, I actually had to start on the night shift for artists, if you can believe that. Oh no, I can believe that because I've known so many people. <laughs> I, I somehow managed to circumvent that. But 
in my years in the industry, you always run into someone who did that. It's like, oh man, where did you guys work? Oh, I worked at 9X. Oh, what division did you work in? And they, they all know each other somehow. Well, I think you know, uh, I think you know my friend uh, from there, Don Vierstra. Oh, right on, Don. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I worked with Don at the Yellow Page companies. I, I, I worked there for four years. He 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 was there longer, and stuff. But uh, yeah, I thought you know this is gonna be it, man. I could, I you know, great benefits, four hundred one k. It's easy work. I could do this blindfolded. Do 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 uh, car stuff on the side. I have. Everybody's four always gonna need a phone. Yeah, exactly. Every there's got phone books never gonna go away. <laughs> Just like you know. And uh, after four years, I climbed as high as I want as I could, and I had enough. I uh, you know. Then I went to a, a small ad agency, and I loved it. I mean, it was great. I mean, I was doing you know everything from you know mailers, magazine ads, billboards, and stuff. And it you know it was such. I, you know, the owners were artists and, you know, they knew how to treat everybody nice and, you know, small shops, everybody, you know, you just work your butt off. And I loved it, man. It was a, it was a great job. Um, but then, you know, it, you know, being in advertising, you know, you lose an account, you know, cuts are going to be made. So you're always kind of checking and making sure, you know, you got a plan B and, you know, you're always checking want ads and different things. And that's where I found, you know, they're hiring at Muscle Machines. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> I got to try. <laughs> Everything's good right now. But I'm like, so talk to the wife. And I said, well, I got to send a resume. Yeah, I got an interview. And it took a little bit. But, man, I got in. And I was like, oh, man. I, 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 I you know. I've crossed the, you know, the velvet ropes, you know, I'm, I'm in on the inside, you know, I'm going to know how the sausage is made, you know, <laughs> all the secrets of the universe. <laughs> oh man. Well, sometimes that's not always a good thing. You don't always want to know what's going into the sausage. Yes, it's true. And it was a weird time because the, the company had just been sold. To uh, that was Fun Lines that that produced uh, muscle machines. They did also the Jesse James line of bikes and trucks, or bikes and cars and stuff, mm. and a bunch of other lines. And uh, they had been sold to Action Performance. Uh, remember them in in the Phoenix, Arizona? Action. Yes, they did all the I do. down on Baseline. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they had just been sold about six months before, and everybody was kind of just in. Kind of zombie mode, man. Just kind of going through the motions and not really doing much. And I got kind of baptized by fire, man. You know, I was already, I think that was 2004. So I was 30, I think I'm 33 then. And, um, you know, two kids and a mortgage and, you know, switching kind of a career thing move here. And so I went in, man. I went in full, full, full force, grabbed the bull by both horns and just made it my own man i mean i saw what was kind of going on there's not a whole lot going on you know and i just ran with it man i made myself invaluable there i just took i mean i just was like a kid in a candy store you know they would show me around and i was like you know what this is oh this is a prototype this is all oh, this is this you know and they're just looking at me <laughs> Dude, chill out. You know, this is just work stuff. And I, you know, I was eating it up, man. I was like, but you guys, you don't understand. You know, I collect this stuff. 
in like the first year or so, first year and a, maybe a half, I made myself invaluable that the action closed down the California facility. I was the only guy left. I stayed with the brand. Everybody else got let go. Wow. So, yeah, believe me. I was like, I told my wife, should I try to go back? <laughs> but there's still stuff I want to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm, just get, I'm just getting started here. And so, uh, so action, I worked with action for a couple months. So I stayed here. I worked from home for, for, for two years. So I was kind of toggled between action and, uh, motorsports authentic, which bought action. They were located in, uh, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So doing all the NASCAR cause NASCAR diecast was huge back then. This is oh, yeah. 2004, 2005 before all the real estate crash and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, diecast aisle was huge. Everybody was pumping out so much product. You know, like I said, I had muscle machines. We were doing the Jesse James line. Jesse James, you know, that was when he first came out on Discovery. And his stuff was just, like, blowing up. I mean, we were doing stupid numbers of Jesse James bikes and cars. I mean, just, we couldn't, we couldn't keep it stocked fast enough. I mean, it was just blowing through because he was so popular at that time. I mean, there was nothing else like it. And the product, the product still holds up today, I got to say. I mean, the product was really good, those bikes. You know, same with muscle machines. Muscle machines, I mean, it was the number one casting. 69 Camaro blew everything away. I think we, we ran it so many times, we broke the mold like two or three times that we had to do a mold. <laughs> no, seriously. You just print so much, and the mold only has such a certain lifespan, you know? <laughs> And, um, man, it's just crazy how many 69 Camaros we pumped through. You, you did yeah. it so many times, you lost the body lines on the side of the car, so you just reboxed it as a 68. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of work, man. I went in, and I, you know, I had, you know, here, here I had a basic lesson. Here's how you do the artwork for the car, and that's it. And that was my baptism by fire, man. I, I, so I made the job mine. Thank you for doing that because th at that time, that was the coolest thing on the rack. Regardless, <laughs> there could be six, 13, 15 other products out there. Muscle Machine was the best one, guaranteed. When I go talk to collectors and stuff, you know, and they talk about like the cars and stuff, and they say, you know, I had one, my dad had one, my grandparents had one, or uncle or whatever, aunt. And then I ask, hey, you know, what color was it? Let's, you know, cause it's, it's just so cool to talk about all the, you know, that, you know, you got a picture in your mind, you know, if they could, they could say like anything, you know, a 67 old cutlass, you got kind of a picture in your mind, but then, Hey, what color was it? You know, what color, you know, and then he starts building from there and you just like, ah, you know, that's like, I always like to dig like that. I'm like, what colors, you know, what, what options did they have? Do you remember, you know, and stuff. And it's just, you know, it's like you said, cars, you know, everybody's kind of, you've ridden in them, you've seen them, you know, your neighbor had a cool one or something. And everybody's got that kind of a cool connection to, to uh, you know, these, these classic cars. And for you, that's great market research because, you know, the following week you're coming out with that, you know, 67 Cutlass and, you know, Butternut Yellow with Keystone Mags. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. That's badass. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, it, it's it's true. You know, I'll, 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 if I see something, I'm like, oh, damn, I got to do that car at some point. Yeah. And then when I went into Muscle Machines, you know, you could kind of tell the cars I worked on because I, 
you know, I, I'm like 99% sure they didn't do white walls till I got there or put tire you know, letters on the tires. You know, I did that. I also put, you know, all the correct graphics and emblems. You know, one of the things that killed me on their 69, you know, uh, they had a 69 Chevelle two-door hardtop SS casting, but they put 70 stripes, which just killed me. I was just uh-huh. like, <laughs> you know, put the 69 sight and the stripe down the sides, you yep. know? So that was one of the first things I did, you know, was put the stripes down the side, the correct stripe. Right. And then the funny thing is when I left, like the next release, they put the stripes back on, on the, like the Saturday. I'm like, yo! Like Just Charles, to spite you. Yeah, yeah. Like Charles Heston, you know, in Planet yeah. of the Apes. Damn it. <laughs> Look what you've done! No! <laughs> Damn you dirty designers. <laughs> Let's let's wheel this back in. Um, okay, so we were back at Muscle Machines. Yeah. <laughs> and then you started talking about Chevys, and then you lost me. I don't, I don't see the connection. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so at Muscle Machines, I, I, I worked from home for a couple years uh, when uh, Action took over. I almost had to move to Arizona, and then they told me, hey, wait up, something's brewing. And then motorsports came to ex- in existence, and I think they basically, man, this is getting back in the day. They bought Action Performance, and they bought I think the other NASCAR diecast company was Team Caliber at the time. Oh wow, yeah. Remember those guys? Because uh, Action had these many drivers and Earnhardt Senior, and then Caliper had the the uh, the other drivers, and then Motorsports Authentics came in and into existence and brought both together under the one roof so what okay just while we're on this and since we're gonna go off topic anyway what the hell sure what is the most obscure branded car you guys have done or model let's oh, either oh, God, oh, i could geez. really go down a rabbit hole yeah. here well speaking of you know chrysler and stuff we do we also make the uh you know since it's not a big deal it's just a, a tampo for the uh for the emblem, we do for the Dodge trucks. We make them Fargos. They were, you know, the trucks that were produced in Canada. Heck yes. So little and 100s and stuff. Yes, you know, and um, you know, we have like a 58 or and a 58 and nine Dodge Coe truck in 64 scale. Um, so instead of calling it a Dodge truck, we'll call it, you know, a 1958 Fargo. You know, else, you know, a, a Fargo uh, 500 or whatever they were. Uh, um, and uh, we just put the badge and stuff. And I do think, speaking of DeSoto, I have it's really hard to find stuff online. Um, but I believe in the Middle East, uh, you do see some pictures and a couple of uh, brochures. They uh, rebadged some of the Dodge trucks DeSotos for the Middle East back in the day. Wow. And there is like, you know, uh, what is that truck? Uh, around the 50s set with the 57, 58, the Dodge truck that had the uh, station wagon quarter panels. Swept side, swept side. There's a there's a Dodge swept side. There's a Fargo swept side, and there I found some uh, Desoto swept side photos that are real grainy. But it had I don't know if it was made, but I really I just can't find enough info on that one. There's a oh what was the one? There's a Plymouth. Okay, 68, 67 to 68 Plymouth uh, Barracuda, the, that that fastback Barracuda. Um, down in, oh, what was it? Down in South Africa, I think it was a Plymouth Valiant or some weird name to it. 
and we actually did one and i i think i even put the the steering wheel on the right side on that one i'll have to double check You're digging out all kinds of weird stuff like valiant chargers and yeah, stuff really, like australia and this one was just a badge it wasn't like anything big it was just a uh, emblem uh, another you know f a weird little thing um, I'm not a Mopar guy, but whenever I look in the stuff, you know, I just, you know, try to dig out all the, you know, anything I can. And then when we're, when I was doing the, the early on the 69 Plymouth Roadrunner, I started seeing all these ads for those cars those years. And I was like, what the heck is that wheel? Why isn't it on everything? You know, the, the warranty or recall wheel. Oh, the motor wheel spider. Hell yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. The, so we did that, that wheel and stuff. And because I was just like, once I found out that, you know, that they did it and then the I guess the the the, the studs the, were or the, the lug nuts were backing off the studs on that wheel or something. Yeah, they got recalled. Yeah. Yeah. Like... yeah. And the, I was like, we got to do that wheel. <laughs> so, you know, I'll, I like digging up crazy you know, stuff like that for our cars. You know, what a like... great promo that would be. What if you release the car like that with those wheels on it? And you have a promo where you send those back in, <laughs> and they get another set of wheels. Yeah, you get the dog, you get the dog dish caps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, no, you get you get them. There's got the real ones on, you know, the ones that got replaced on there. But if you shake the box around, you can see the other ones rolling around inside the box. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, what if what if you did? Okay, here we go. Speaking of that, what if you do? And now we're getting all this what if crap. Great. <laughs> You do like a bullet series where you have the uh, the charger, but in the box, <laughs> as you shake the charger box, wheel wheel covers just keep flying out from everywhere. <laughs> There's 17 wheel covers in the box, and, and dents start appearing on the quarters and the fenders. Yes. <laughs> I I could go off on so much more stuff. But let's let's keep it on the straight. Yeah. Let's um, yeah, we, we, so, we do this in so, a future episode. We can bring it back on the the big what if episode. Yeah, this be great, right. but. So, so basically, I worked from home for two years, kind of wait to see what the NASCAR guys were going to do with me. So we put out a couple releases. I got out the stuff I kind of wanted to do with Muscle Machines. And then at that time, my former boss that owned Muscle Machines, he he um, his non-compete was over for two years. And uh, fortunate enough for me, he he had a bad he has a bad back, and he couldn't play golf, and he was tired of being at home. And uh, so he wanted to start another diecast company and do something different. And he called me up, and I was like, I'm ready, man. I'm tired of working from home. <laughs> my, my, my wife's a teacher, and my kids are home. You know, everybody's home during the summer. And I'm like, you know, I, I got to get out of here. I'm getting stir-crazy staying at home. And um, so we, we started M2 Machines, and that's where the name comes from. You know, kind of the the second the second you know version of muscle machines, M to the second power, whatever you want to call it. So that's where muscle machine M two machine comes from. So a lot of our DNA is from the old company of uh, of muscle machines. You know, even our uh, sales reps and stuff, we called them back and stuff, and you know, we kind of got the got the band back together as much as we can. The the people we wanted to work with and stuff, and uh, we got muscle machines going and uh or excuse me m2 machines going and um yeah so he wanted to do something different not not cartoony and that's why we started you know we're like hey you know what's our catch what's our what's our thing in and it's going to be detail 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 he basically wanted to do 
a Franklin Mint card type of quality into small 64 scale. And just, you know, because uh, if you do look back at our, our Jesse James 64 scale cars, those cars were beautiful for what they were. They just got overshadowed by the bikes, which naturally, because that was his whole thing was bikes. But he did, co he did collect and build cars. And some of those cars are very cool castings that inspired uh, M2 machines. You know, we did a couple, you know, trucks that are just dead on gorgeous, you know, better than anybody else out there at the time. But people just didn't look at them because of the Jesse James bike popularity, you know. So that's why muscle machines, you know, we just kind of took that concept and ran with it and just quality and detail, you know. The opening doors, you know, that, that's what we thought we needed at the time was to have the, you know, something different and unique to be our own, the separate bumpers, the separate headlights and stuff. And so it just kind of, we poured as much detail and, uh, and uh, parts and pieces as we can because we wanted to st stand out from the crowd. Our stuff looks different from everybody else. That's why, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's a pain in the butt sometimes. But like, you know, our 55 Chevy, our hood ornament is a, a separate little piece in 64 scale. We're stupid to do it. You know, it would have been easier to do. No, honestly, it would be easier to do it like the other guys and mold it into the hood and just paint it silver. You know, but that's what makes it, though. And even on, like, exactly. the crest line, that crest exactly. line looks beautiful with the separate hood bird. Yeah, and even the '57 wagon you'd sent over, which is so bitching, you know, being you know a 150 car and everything like that. And that's the that, one that has the the Rochester, right? Yes, it is. How yeah. cool is that? You know. Uh, well, and that's the whole thing. You know, that's what we do. You know, we have like, you know, our our uh, '71 uh, Plymouth Cuda. You know, we have. You know, we could put the window louvers on in the back window. We could take them off. We could have the rear wing, no rear wing. You know, we could have the front bumper. I have the front bumper was just the regular bumper, or I could add the rally lights that hang below. And this is all 64 scale stuff. For that same Cuda, I have a bench seat for that damn thing. You know, that bench seat is so cool because the tops of it look like a bucket. You know, they're real high, and they have that built-in headrest. And But yet, it's a bench seat with a fold-down, you know, uh, divider. And it's like, who would order that in a Cuda? Yeah. You know, a sports car with a bench seat. What the heck is wrong with you? But it's I would have, I would have been like, how much do the extra brackets weigh for the bucket? <laughs> exactly, right? God, such cool cars. And now we're way off. We're way out. <laughs> back sideways again. Yeah, yeah. We got to reel it back in. <laughs> so uh, basically, yeah. In 2007, we started M2 machines, and pro we got product in in the beginning of 2008. And, um, yeah, so that's where we've been. We've got new ownership about four years ago now, I want to say. The, uh, the, the original boss, it was just time for him to move on, him and his wife, to travel and have fun and stuff. And uh, the new owner is great. He's, he's, he just jumped in full, full on and just loves coming to work and stuff and being part of the team and just, uh, you know, a cool – uh, fun atmosphere and vibe and stuff and everything and just you know you know it's fun you know because when we changed ownership i was like oh damn it do i have to get a, I have to get a real job and grow up <laughs> you know like oh what's gonna happen and uh, luckily you know we we hit we we hit it off and um yeah we we're uh 
it's we got a nice group. We got a nice small. It's a nice small company, and we like I said, we do a, a lot of product for the size, and we're very blessed and fortunate to to be in the stores we are right now and stuff. And um, yeah, I don't know if you want to cover, you know, like the licensing, then we could get kind of get into the tooling. I would like to kind of go through that. I'd like to touch on that in this one. I definitely want to go into it in greater detail in okay. another episode, but. You know, Carson will probably be good to have on that too, because he worked for uh, EMI for a few years, so he knows yeah. the the ins and out of the licensing and stuff, and uh, all that. So basically, you know, you just have to license pretty much everything, because uh, it's just to cover your butt. You know, that's why we work with the ET wheels. You know, just to make sure you know, everybody does a five spoke rim. You know, American ET US Mag every. You know, every manufacturer has a five spoke, but we just wanted to, you know, cover our, our rears and stuff. So that's why we work with ET wheels because they have a nice set of wheels that covers kind of what we do and stuff. We work with centerline, even with centerlines, you know, I have the old auto drag, you know, uh, wheels for drag racing for like American cars and stuff. But I also have a, a VW version with that wide five pattern as well and stuff. So I just like to get those details, you know. I really want to get into like the 70s day two at some point, you know, like the, oh, heck yeah. you know, the muscle cars where everybody jacked up stuff. And, you know, I'd love to be able to, to throw some, you know, ladder bars, bright yellow ladder bars in the back, yeah. you know, some second gen Camaro with two velocity stacks hanging uh, out of the hood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say two velocity stacks hanging up out of the top of it. Exactly, yes. with some oh, psychedelic yeah. paint job, you know. Oh yeah, oh, the yeah. name on the quarter panel, you know. Seventy-one <laughs> Sebring with N50s on the back. Oh hell yeah! Yes. Exactly, you know. <laughs> exactly, you know. What was those uh, protract tires? <laughs> right on. <laughs> you know the square, the squarest tires in the world. <laughs> what did they call the ones that indie um, indie profiles? Indie profile. profile. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love yeah. those tires though. Those. There's something about those on the right car. You put those on like a Challenger, they look perfect. Yeah. Or a van where you've got some fat ones all the way around on some flares. They look oh, cool back in the day. Yeah, 50s and 60s on one yeah, of those. Yeah, they flares. look cool. Yes. <laughs> and we keep getting off subject. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but let's see. Let's see. Yeah, just um, M2 machines. You know, we've been very, you know, blessed and fortunate like i said you know we work with people who we want to work with you know we work with carson and and uh, chip you know we've done some special projects um do you guys know uh, what's his name kobe from uh, church um uh, yeah, we were just talking about kobe earlier yeah the Van Gogh. just talking about him yeah yeah so we actually did that project because i did a uh, a friend of mine, uh, he goes by Bad Bob. He's local in Southern California. He's got a, a 49 Merc, a custom, a chop top with flames. And so we did that Merc, and we just, you know, repaint the heck out of that Merc. I mean, uh, you know, it's a beautiful 49 Merc. I mean, what else do you want? It's lowered. And, you know, we just put flames or solid colors or or pinstripes or scallops and it just you know you have to work kind of hard to screw up a 49 merc you know <laughs> and so he saw that and he's like can you guys do any conaline i go well yeah and what do you got so he, he showed me you know when the van gogh came out and then it's like one of those things we weren't kind of ready 
to do it. And it's one of those, you know, it's kind of like Joe Yezzy with the Square Body Syndicate. It was a, it was a pet project, so it took five years because then, you know, we work with licensing and with Ford, and we didn't have it on our contract. And usually you run three-year contract. But like you say, you run a contract with Ford. You don't automatically get to make every car you want. They kind of want to know what cars you're going to do, and they kind of list it, and they kind of charge you accordingly. And certain, even certain cars sometimes cost you more because they know they could get it out of you type of thing. Right. Um, and uh, sometimes even, too, they don't do it as much anymore. But like at one time, uh, one of the car, uh, one of the diecast manufacturers, I think it was Jada, they bought, uh, they had the exclusive rights to any new Camaros. So when we came into existence, we had to wait a couple years so to wait uh, to make any kind of Camaro because they had the they had it locked up. But if you already had a previous tool, you were grandfathered in and everything. But they they don't do that as much anymore. I don't think they yeah I don't think they do exclusive anymore. Um, for the licensing, we had to wait a couple years so our terms were done. Then we got the terms and we made sure the Econoline was on there. And so the Econoline van. You know, we kept on that one because of the doorposts, you know, the pillars around the windows. It's too small for 64 scale. It's just going to bend, warp, and break. So we kept the doors closed, you know, by doing that. You can't show any really engine detail because you're not going to have any lift off the doghouse to show the straight six, you know. (laughs) And so basically what we did, we covered all the stock body features for the Econoline. You know, we have the delivery van with no windows on the sides. We have, there's a, a window van, you know, with all the windows. And I think it's called, what, the Falcon or something like that, a Falcon wagon. And it's got, you know, two rows of seats behind the, the driver and stuff. So it's kind of, you know, like a, like a family car, you know, seats like seven or eight. And then uh, there's also um, pretty rare, um, when I was researching the con lines, there's a display van. So on the driver's side, there's no windows like a delivery, but then on the passenger side, there's windows. And I guess the thinking was, if you're like, it's like a mobile shop. So you put all your stuff on the inside, on the left, you know, on, on the driver's side, you could put it all up on the wall like a display. So you pull up to a place, you open up the, the two doors on the passenger side, and you have basically your shop set up. Here you go. There's everything on the walls, all the goods. What do you want to order and stuff? And so we did those three versions. Then we get to Kobe's van, and we like, you know, it, it, it probably didn't make sense financially to do it, but I, but I wanted to do it anyway and do it right. So Kobe's van has so many body mods. He filled in all the factory seams where they, you know, where the sheet, the sheet metal came together, you know, from the top to the bottom. You know, he, and he got rid of all the exposed hinges and turned them on the inside. Um, I think he even fooled around the turn signals on the front. And so on the front and the back, he has like a, a second gen Camaro, uh, bumpers, you know, the split RS bumpers. So he's got all these different body mods and also it's dropped. So we have a whole set of body molds just for Kobe's Van Gogh with all those seams, all the factory seams filled in, uh, all the hinges are gone on every door. You know, on both the passenger and driver's door, and both on the the opening side doors, and both on the back doors, they're completely gone. And the, we have the 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 Camaro type of bumpers, front and rear, and it's slammed. And we even did his interior. You know, his interior is really cool. 
that kind of Eames style chair look, but it looks so uncomfortable. So we actually have that our interior is, is you know, 64 scale. We matched it as best we could. And, and also, too, his paint job is crazy. You know, he's got all those different panels and colors and pinstripes going on and flakes and pearls. I mean, we matched it as best we could. We knocked it out. And um, we did uh, uh, unique packaging for him and stuff. And those weren't – I don't think those were released in stores. I think that was just hobby. And he's, he bought a, a lot of cases from us. So that was that was a special pet project, you know. We we do crazy stuff like that, you know, and it's just you know, you know, uh, you know the real guitar guys get it. You know, sometimes I think some of the stuff we do, you know, so maybe the masses it kind of goes over their heads a little bit, but it's like you know, it's such a cool thing when you actually know you know what it is. And it's like damn, somebody actually went the extra mile and spent the money to do it right. And yes. And that's what we're doing with Joe and the Squarebot Syndicate, the Square Body Syndicate. Um, we actually, Joe was gracious enough uh, when we were ready. We got his truck and we 3D scanned SS01, the blue and white one. So you guys did that at SEMA Garage, right? Correct. Correct. We, right we uh, left it there for the whole day for them. They scanned it inside out, upside down, inside the... Uh, the cockpit, I mean, everything, man. So that truck, I mean, for 64 scale, it is gorgeous. And it's too bad it doesn't come with a, a scale Joe Yezzy. You guys got to scan that signature <laughs> smile, you know? Oh, I know. He's such a good guy. <laughs> but I, awesome. You know, we always like to put in a little extra, you know, like in that stuff, we, you know, we did, uh, we want to make sure we knocked out SS01 and SS02 for Joe. And, of course, his other trucks, you know, the OJ, Farmer's Tan. Well, I was going to say, did you get all the great names? <laughs> Are they going to yeah, be? Yeah, no, it's on the packaging. Yes. It, no, it nice. is. You know, a Farmer's Tan, uh, uh, Dream Beans, uh, Ivy League, OJ. There's like six trucks in all. So we did oh. SSO1, SSO2, and then four of his other trucks. And they all have names. <laughs> Of course and, they do. That's beautiful. And, yeah, so that's going to come out, like I said, I think September, August or September. No, August is next month, so it's probably September, October. Anyway, sometime really soon. And then I got this one thing. It's really cool. I dig it. Um, I think the collectors have seen it. We ha it's, it's being worked on right now. And it's basically a, a truck, like, in um, progression or, like, in a part of the, you know, it's a it's part of the build so it's like one of the, it's a 73 or four truck uh square body truck but this one's got no bed it's something that you would see like at a car show or in somebody's shop so it's got no bed on the back so it's just the exposed frame you see the rear end there and the and the drive shaft there's separate little plastic pieces for the uh exhaust with the mufflers and the tips come out separate uh sa the 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 truck uh saddle um gas tanks and then also the uh the separate plastic piece for the air rides for the air tank and there's two batteries built into molded into the chassis so it's like it's uh what did joe work with um uh, what's that chassis the roadster shop the roadster shop right on it, it was his that uh, chassis they developed the that's really cool yeah for the square body syndicate 
we they had some pictures and I told I showed the factory this I go make this truck so that it's a full on custom lowered uh, chassis for the for the square body trucks but it's still I told them get it as low as you can go but it still needs to roll and it is low and it still rolls and so this truck is like a like you know caught in a moment of time you know it's one of those trucks you would see like a work in progress type of thing where you just drive it with no bed and you just see the inner workings of everything and you could take it apart and it's actually I I'm pretty sure it's the first all um, the first uh, 164 scale uh, separate chassis it's a ladder chassis so you could take that little chassis and if you're a customizer you should be able to put it under uh, any other little 64 scale uh, car or truck and you have a custom you know full-on custom pro chassis to you know, you, you might need to narrow it, widen it, whatever, but it's a ladder chassis, you know, and it's, it looks good. I mean, that's really cool. Like, awesome. like, yeah, like we're, 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 we got one, we got, I think two versions coming out right now and stuff. And, uh, yeah. Um, one of the versions we're, we're, we're painting the chassis, uh, 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 uh gloss paint, uh, different from the body of the truck. But I'm also adding some really nice little tasteful pinstripes to the chassis. So it's going to be crazy, man. I'm so glad the boss signed off on it. And I was just like, dude, just trust me. It's going to be cool. <laughs> Very cool. Good on you, man. Dude, we have but, uh, so much to. We're going to have you back, obviously. We've got to have you out to see. Yeah, we just scratched the surface, man. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. I, 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 I just put together a real quick little list, like just little, wow. like your Chrysler guy. You know, we do a, we have a 60 Chrysler 300 F, you know, the big F cars. Oh, heck yeah. Ladder cars. So that's in 64 scale. Not a whole lot you could do to those cars. I think they came in like, what, seven colors or something, something you know, and they all had the tan interior. And right. So huh? There's not a whole lot of options. But when I looked at the cars, the real cars, they had uh, the swivel front bucket seats, right? Right on. Uh, 64 scale, our version, we actually have swivel buckets. You can open our doors. Oh. You, take, oh. you can take a pencil, and each seat, each two front, each two of the front bucket seats has a little screw underneath. So depending on how tightening it is, uh, you could, you're able to swivel that seat to the out position so that the, the driver and the passenger can get in and out of the car easy. So there's, we make a swivel bucket in 64 scale, if you can believe that. That's awesome. Is that crazy? <laughs> Holy crap. Like our 66 Dodge Charger, same thing. There's not a whole lot of options. You know, they all came bucket seats with that, you know, bucket seats front and back with that big long console, you know. Right. We, have a, we have a version of the interior um, that I, I can lay down the, the rear bucket seats. I could put them down in the forward position. I even have a, a version of that grill with the headlights open just to give us something different, you know, just to, you know, cause that car, that 66 and seven, you know, they were pretty well optioned for what they were. Oh yeah. For, you know? and there's just very subtle differences between 66 and 67. So oh, yeah. Um, the other one that just happened, um, I think I, I might've sent one of you guys, I think I sent to a 67 Camaro, but it's a Panther version. Wow, a Panther version. How cool is that? Back, back in the day, I remember, you know, all pre-internet stuff, you know. 
I'm, you know, is, is, you know, you had to buy magazines and books and stuff. And I, I kind of always stuck in my head that the Panther, you know, the Camaro before it was called Camaro was called, you know, the working name was Panther, mm-hmm. you know, and it was, um, what was the thing? The, um, Oh, the X XP dash eight thirty six. you know, it sounds like Marvin the Martian with his little, you know, yeah. the dynamite. Yeah, space modulator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but then, you know, now that the internet's around, you can find some more information. And I found, you know, when we, when we were doing the, you know, in 2015, I was starting to lay out the groundwork for this because um, we, we knew in 2017, the Camaro uh, was GM was going to make a big deal about celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Camaro. So, you know, we had two years to get a couple more Camaro castings together because all we had was a 69 at the time. So we wanted to get a couple more Camaro castings so we could put out a nice set of six for the anniversary. From time to time, we we get invited to GM's uh, design studio here in uh, Hollywood in the Burbank area. They have like a secret design studio that's kind of so secret, but you can't get in unless you're invited. And so we go in there to look at, you know, some new cars and stuff that they're trying, you know, to promote and everything. And so I'm trying to lay the groundwork because I know I want to do the Panther. So I want to talk to the GM guys. So I'm waiting. I told the boss, I got to talk to these guys. It might take a long time, but I want to wait till all the other diecast guys leave. So I'm checking the room. I'm waiting for everybody to book it. So as soon as the other diecast guys leave, I go to the GM guys, you know, the head of licensing and marketing and stuff. I go, hey, guys. You know, I'm a big Camaro fan. I want us. I want to do the Panther version, but I kind of want only us to do it. I don't want it to be out there that you know, eh, you know, every you know, M2 is going to do it. We're going to let everybody do it. I want to do it, and but I want more importantly, I want you guys to sign off on it because it's not exactly, it's not called out in our licensing agreement. It doesn't say that we can do a Panther version. So I wanted to make sure you guys are cool with it. And sign off so that you know we're not stuck with this casting. Oh no no no! So every time I would see him for the next couple of years while we were developing, and if I saw him at SEMA or a licensing show, I go, "Hey guys, we're still cool on the Panther, right?" And yeah 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 and stuff. So I was like, "Okay." And so when we did it, I found these photos. The Panther, um, I think it was might have been at the GM test track, the old test track in Arizona. They had like a like a model, like a, a one-to-one scale model, but it looked the taillights were round instead of those those uh, you know rectangle taillights like for '67 Camaros. There was two round taillights. One uh, the outside taillight was red, and the inside was the uh, backup light, kind of like a almost you know like the the next gen you know '70 Camaros, you know, kind of like that. And then they you know I, you you even read a little bit more, and then it had like on the fender had like a Panther emblem that they tooled up. But then there's a little panther, but it turned out like they, they said, I guess uh, it was a jaguar emblem that they threw on because it's just a cat like jumping, you know. So it was like an old jaguar emblem. And you look at wow. to find, you could actually find these photos. We put that out in in 2017 with the anniversary of the Camaro and stuff. You know, we're the only guys in any scale that ever put out a '67 Camaro Panther and got signed off on uh, by GM. You know, Sweet. just recently, like within the, the, the past month or so, some guy, some new collector, you know, was all mad that he got this uh, gift from his kids or something. And they, you know, M2 couldn't even get the taillights right. He's all, <laughs> you know, he's all pissed on stuff online. And then everybody's telling him, no, it's a Panther and stuff. And so 
a couple days go by and I'm like, I, I chime in on Facebook. I, and I, I try to, I'm trying to be as nice and, you know, sincere as it can be. I don't really say who I am. I'm just saying, you know, this is what it is. And you know, here's some pictures and this is what we went for. And I wasn't trying to be a jerk about it and stuff. And, you know, here's the photos. This is what we did. And, you know, you can see the taillights, you can see the emblems and the Camaro was called, you know, the Panther before they, they changed the name. And you could actually Google this and look it up on your own. And he writes back, nice try. And I was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Dude, you're killing me, Smalls. Like, come <laughs> on, dude. You know how nice cool? try. Holy crap. We'll send you a Camaro. Give me that one back. Yeah. You know, you don't understand what you're holding there, man. That's a car that never came out. But yet, you know, you look at stuff and you can find, you know, those clay model photos with Panther clearly written on it. And you're just like, dude. Uh, what are you gonna? I'm, I'm looking at one right now as you're bringing that up. I'm looking at one of the clay models that they did, and there's one of them, and the whole roof line is different. It's got a really weird roof line, but the front end is straight up '69. You know, you you see some of those cars, and you kind of see where they headed because they just have a little bit of that DNA in it, but they're yeah. so weird. It's just like, what the heck is that? It looks familiar and odd at the same time. And the watermark on the bottom, uh, November 24th, 1964. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. Shoot, I don't leave you hanging, but let's 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 just, because this is going to be, well, well, we'll do a part two. Yeah. yeah we, we, uh, we need to do part we two. We got to do a two. Yeah, this is way too much fun, man. Yeah, Yeah. this is great. You know, we do got to get Carson in on this too, because he's got some great stories on die. Well, let's arrange that. Let's bring let's bring Carson in on part two, and we'll do we'll do like the whole licensing thing because that's always fun to do when you get you know a couple licensing guys and we can sit back and our brains swell a little bit in a good way. And that's about the molds because we didn't talk about the molds. Oh, I know. Well, and that's the whole part, you know, the, the business part, you know, is just, I love what I do. You, you know, you want my job. You don't want to, you know, you kind of, uh, the whole thing, it's still business, man. You got to deal with a factory. You got to deal with shipping. You got to deal with, you know, the, the container company. You got to deal with the ports. You got to deal, you know, you know, the warehouse situation. And you got to deal with the stores and their chargebacks and, Oh my God, you know, some meetings I'm just deflated, man. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Why what why are we doing this? <laughs> you know? And it's I, fun. I Yeah, I did well, my part's fun. I just want to be in my office, turn on the music and let me go. <laughs> you know, that's all I want to do, man. <laughs> you know, a bathroom break, a lunch break, that's all I'm good, you know. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you get breaks? I want to come work yeah. with you. <laughs> He gets to leave his desk and go to the bathroom, Brian. How about that one? Yeah. Dude, I would love to, man. I decided to bring a fresh two liter in here every day. <laughs> the Home Depot bucket, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've heard of a Texas catheter. We have an Arizona catheter. It's a little different. Oh, no. Nothing to do with a cactus, right? <laughs> hey, tell yourself that if it helps you sleep, sure. <laughs> You know, somebody's family after the guy died, they put one of our cars on his tombstone, a picture of it. It's like, dude, if that's not the ultimate kind of cool 
gesture. You know, e- even other people have said, you know, they, they, they've put some of our cars buried with their loved ones that loved our stuff. I mean, you hear stuff like that and you're just like, oh, how, that's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on here and doing this. We got we got to make part two happen here pretty quickly. That was that was that was fun. <laughs> wow, that was fun. Just amazing. Uh, well, thanks for being with us, man. And this has been a blast. I can't wait to do part two here because this is going to be uh, I think it's going to get really exciting. There's a lot to get into once we get into the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll send you. I'll send you guys another box when we get that other truck with a chassis. You guys gotta see this thing. Oh, I can't wait to see this thing. <laughs> and you gotta kind of, you gotta take the the ones I gave you, take them apart, unscrew the chassis. That's what's so cool, you know. Is it wrong to tell you that I did? No. Okay. I was scared. There's a whole thing. <laughs> I don't even. I didn't want to break the seal of the cardboard box. I was no. holding one of them while I was because I brought them all in where I where I'm working. I went. I don't want to open them up, so I need to do it. I need to open them all up. We have collectors from all over the world, man. They they throw up their on on the, on social media their customs, and some you know just a simple wheel swap. They'll buy some rims from something else, put it on, or you got guys that full on paint jobs. Guys that customize. They you know they they tell me. I ask them how they do it. They'll get you know they have a, a jeweler's tools. You know little little jeweler tools to cut the metal and bond things and you know somebody's already worked on uh the joe the square body truck they got the AutoZone truck they put the two together and make a quad cab already guys Uh-oh. just they just go i mean we love seeing what people can do with our stuff you know as long as you pay for it do whatever you want have fun man. this was fun man i would take that away from you uh, i'm glad to see your passion too you 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 bring you know you, your, your passion is just it's it's contagious. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate and that's so nice to see in this industry too. Cause I mean, you know, you see a lot of people, Oh, it's just a day job, you know, for you, you can tell it's, this is, this is what you live for. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I get to make toys for my, basically myself. I've all the people I've met through this, you know, all the people, you know, like I, we haven't even touched on that. Like I told you, you know, Peter Brock, from BRE and designing the Corvette Stingray and working with Shelby, he knows my freaking name. I mean, dude, if, 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 if that's it for me, just reaching that plateau that Peter Brock knows who I am, I'm golden, dude. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Oh, no, look forward to, let's, let's get this lined up here and we'll get, uh, we'll make part two happen. And for those of you out there waiting to hear all about the, uh, the good stuff, the the molding limits and everything else, man. This is the, the molding limits. Jeez, I just I'm I'm reading my screen. It just says <laughs> file file size limit reached. So uh, yeah, maybe this is time to pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody better call it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see where that left off. Okay, for those of you still uh, still listening and chomping at the bit, we will let you know on the website and on social media when part two will happen. And uh, man, thanks for joining us, dude. I uh, I cannot wait for part two. Awesome. The pleasure is mine, guys. Thank you. Thanks again, oh, dude. Yeah. That's guys. Uh, at, wow, man. Thank you, Sean. Man, I will talk to you. I will talk to you soon, sir. We'll get this lined up. Sounds good. Perfect, sir. All right, you guys. Hey, All right, thank thanks, you. Sean. That was fun. Thank you. Good night, sir. Good night.
Man, I, I I can't say thank you enough to uh, to Sean Taylor for uh, for joining us tonight, and in what has literally become on the fly a two part monster series. I don't even want to say master series, because this is going to be nuts. Um, I can't wait to get into the nuts and bolts of uh, just the mold making process. That's the part that gets me because I've been through this. I love how this whole part works with the creative side and yeah. the hard work that goes in. Man, I. It's it said as cool as this one was. I'm looking forward to part two. Absolutely, you know it's fun when you have somebody on there that has such passion for what they do, and uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's an understatement. In, in today's age, you know everybody gets a little bit, uh, you know, kind of dry after a while. You know the job just doesn't fire you up anymore. But man, I just envision that guy going into work every day just looking to kick ass, and that's awesome. That is amazing. Just oh, dude. It's freaking unreal. And it, it, again, it's contagious. Sure. I mean, look at all of us. All of a sudden, we were all geeking out on everything and details and this and that. And yeah, what a fun, uh, what a fun episode. I really, really enjoyed this one. Really great guy. And I, I can't say thanks enough. I, I got to, I've, I've got to, we'll have to put up the pictures. He had sent out a box of samples to, you know, kind of give us a really good visual to work with from this episode. And we didn't even dig into really that side yet. If you get a chance, if you've not, and, and the, the, again, this this is not a paid promotion by any stretch. No. If you have not checked these things out, I mean, I had bought a couple over the years, like the 71 Charger. Got it. Love that car. Um, this whole line from M2, I, I can't imagine there's anything that's not really good in it. No. It, the, the detail level and, like I said, the tampo level, the trim that's put on these cars is just insane. The finish is perfect. Yeah. I, I'm at a loss for words. I, I opened yeah. up that box, and everything I pulled out was like everything after the next. And the 125th scale is insane. And it's nothing against any of the other uh, vendors out there with their stuff on the rack. It's just this is the next level. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, everybody's putting out some cool stuff, but this is just even even beyond that. You know, and it's it's awesome. This definitely this goes a step higher than y you think it should be. Mm -hmm. I was even looking in like he had sent a really cool as a '70 Mustang, and uh, my my kid loves Mustangs as it is. So we we're looking at this thing, and actually there's a fight that broke out of who was gonna you know retain ownership <laughs> of this thing. Yeah, and uh, it's so cool because I'm a detail freak when I draw. And this thing, everything from every letter and placement on the gauges is perfect. These things are crazy. And, you know, when he had mentioned, he had mentioned Franklin Mint as a benchmark. I'd say these guys overstep that. Yeah. That's a, good, that's a good benchmark. Well, you know, and Franklin Mint puts out some cool stuff, but their attention to detail and some of the things that Sean was talking about, how he does the uh, homework on, say, the bench seat or this or that other detail. Nothing against any of the other uh, brands that end in mint, but sometimes their details are not exactly as accurate as they could be. And that's nothing or, against it because they put out a superb product. This is another level. Or it's a case of they go with the plain vanilla version. Right. They, well, this car, bucket seats console, this is, you know, that's, man, yeah, the, these things are nuts. And the cool part is when you look at these, you go into the store, and if you look at each one, each car is different in its own way. So you could find five of one car with different options. God, this thing's amazing. Okay, now I'm gushing over it. This is something we said we weren't ever going to do on this. So, right. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, man, thank you. Thank you, Sean, for uh, for taking your evening and joining us and, and bringing passion, man. And, and, and I hope that uh, you out there in Listenerville, you feel the same way about it. Uh, and let us know, too. Let us know in the comments, things like that. Uh, let us know. What are you collecting right now? Do you have any M2 machines? Uh, if not, what do you collect? You know, and what questions can we ask for you in part two? I think uh, I think that's where we sit, boys. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of uh, what will be episode 69. Uh, wow. I am an inverted Brian. I am a 24th scale Brian. And I didn't even work out and I'm already more muscular. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh. He was hoping nobody's going to pull that one. Yeah. yeah. Right there. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, thanks, as always, to our uh, our main sponsor here, Trailer Tug. You can visit them at trailertug.com and get to know more about the world's strongest trailer dolly. Uh, thanks again. These guys have been with us from day one, and they're even uh, as kind to extend to you guys, being listeners of the Round Six podcast, a discount if you mention uh, the secret word Round Six at checkout or when phoning your order in. Um, thanks also to uh, Chip over at Hot Rod Central Louver Company. Uh, Chip is uh, another guy who's been with us uh, from the beginning great big supporter of us and uh gosh and keeping brad and uh, alex looking good because there's minimal hope for me at this point uh good products from cf Maidlow, haberdasher oh i took your thunder brad you took my word man I say it okay. haberdasher, <laughs> haberdasher. <laughs> i love that for word. some haberdashery visit them you can uh, you can click on uh, their link right from our homepage at round6pod.com uh, enjoy all their great products, uh, soaps. If those of you guys have beards, if you need beer, I don't know, waxes, varnishes, finishes, whatever, they got everything. Whatever the heck you need to make yourself look like a man or a groomed man. All right, guys. Well, uh, once again, though, thanks for joining us. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys on a future episode. Yep. All right. Bye. See you later. All right, guys. Thank you again for listening, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to keep up with us gearheads over on our website at www.round6pod.com. And if you'd like to, we invite you to follow along with us over on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to check out all of our latest videos on youtube.com. Big thanks once again to our sponsor, Trailer Tug. Please visit them at trailertug.com and learn more about the world's strongest trailer dolly. Our listeners receive 10% off their order when they use the discount code ROUND6 at checkout or when calling their order in 